The schedule, the job, the kids. Take some time just for you. It's Sunday mornings with Dee Daniels on B101.5, powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of D.C.'s best hospitals that isn't in D.C. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital. Here for you. And now, Dee Daniels. Good Sunday morning and welcome to the show, the show that is all about you and your life and your world. Every single Sunday, of course, we have fantastic guests here on this show and we have reunited our B101.5 COVID team Um, this week on the Sunday show. I know, right? Uh, Ted (laughs) Schubel joining me. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've done a COVID show is sometime in the summer, I guess. It, yes, it's been it's been a long time actually, um, and and of course we're always trying to keep up to date with what's going on regionally and and statewide and in our kind of tri area with the D.C. area and Maryland in the mix too. Lots of different things happening. A lot of the uh, a lot of the concerns certainly came back to the forefront when the president mm-hmm. tested positive, as well as uh, the first lady, and then went through hospitalization. Uh, so that's been certainly kind of coming back around the governor and his wife that's right and she was in fredericksburg and uh, there were some infections it just shows that although we're so tired of this you you can't let up exactly have to pay attention and and even if you do everything right you still can be uh you can still be exposed no fault of your own it's it's you, you 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 could be next to somebody who's asymptomatic and you don't know it and pretty soon you're coughing and off we go yeah exactly and and that that is the scary part it's always been the scary part about it is the you don't know factor but um a lot of the uh the numbers discussion has kind of changed over the last uh last couple of months even though you may have seen some new things in the mix with statistics but just a few days ago virginia's positivity rate was still just below the five percent threshold so right around four percent which is real good i was gonna say that really that number seems like that's a that's good news yeah yeah because they say 10 is where and, and, and we a month or so ago we're kind of getting near 10 and there was that concern but yeah now we're up 4.5 something something like that and if, when you look even more if you go to the state dashboard you see all of these different uh, all these different graphs that we've seen since march and where they used to be you know way up everything is way low whether it's hospitalizations or just uh, all across the board you look at some of these and you're struck by and especially if you go back and look at how high we were and how low they are so we are but you can't any one of us are susceptible if we all of a sudden to start decide if, if you decide this weekend you just want to go downtown and start hugging people right <laughs> as um, much as that as nice as that would be um you yeah. know it's not the safe thing to do no. still still right. unfortunately we didn't think we'd still be having that discussion yeah. uh in october of yeah 2020 we just yeah. did not um so some of the questions that i have noticed that we've had on our facebook and and people commenting on different things what is open and what is still closed are we still virginia and maryland are still in phase three i think yes of reopening it's, it's three and there's there's been no indication that at the moment that's that's changing and i think for businesses it means about 75 percent mm-hmm. right now or the, the the number you hear a lot with some of the bigger places a, a thousand mm-hmm. is the is the number and, and so some 
places are doing that with a thousand others are not yes i know uh, it was a big relief for a lot of people to see hair salons back open and mm-hmm. uh being able to do that um on a safe you know basis hopefully uh, with whatever salon you're going to but then i also noticed a trending hashtag um uh, thanks for the bad hair year covid Thank yes you. um that's so. <laughs> yeah but things like you know like king's dominion has decided it's going to be a no-go yeah but the uh the, the fred nats have been doing a number of events at the stadium for a number of groups and are, are continue on through the through the fall and and they're capped at a thousand right and then like bush gardens they they went ahead mm-hmm. yeah and said you know we can do this limited capacity it really it has been on a, a case-by-case basis yeah for sure Sure. The, the yeah. people are deciding, can we do this? Is it Does it make sense for us to do it? Riverside's trying to make a, make a go of it. And so it is. You, you, you kind of just have to, you, you just kind of have to look at things or, you know, check individual things, what you're looking at. It's, it's obviously nothing looks the same as it did. But, but some are trying to just keep things going as best they can. So as we've gotten later in the year, um, one of the bigger topics of discussion has been a vaccine. And when is it coming? Is it going to be safe? What is happening around that? Um, and, and that's an important discussion to have, especially as we've you know gotten towards the end, uh, so the beginning of the end of the year. Right. And it's going to be, it's going to be, depending on who you listen to and who you talk to, it's... The, the, it's going to become an issue. Maybe not for us yet, because like you and me and the, the rest of us are lower on, you know, the, the, the people that are going to get it are going to be the, the, the people on the front lines. Right. But um, Joe Saida is the uh, Rappahannock Area Health District Incident Commander. He talked about uh, the, the vaccine and what it will look like when it gets to us. We call it the vaccine hesitant. And, you know, I can understand their position. Uh, first off, we, the uh, the vaccine hasn't been identified yet. There are three or four that are in the uh, phase three testing, and this is testing where they're doing at least 30,000 people with each one of these vaccines. And what we're trying to find is, okay, is it effective? That is, will it protect uh, against COVID-19? And the second thing, is it safe? Or will we have adverse reactions? And if so, what will they be? Now, I can understand why people are fearful because they don't know what the science is because we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, as, as time goes on, we'll know more. Now, just as an example, probably the tier one, which includes public health, health care, first responders, uh, nationally, that's going to be like 10 million people. And then that also includes anybody that's high risk. Uh, 10 million people will already have gotten vaccinated before we actually get to the public. So I think as time goes on, more people are going to say, you know what, this is safe. And, and again, nobody wants to push out a vaccine that's going to give you a third eye. You know, we <laughs> want it safe. We want it effective. Uh, and uh, we want to be ready when it shows up. By the time it does get to us, right. uh, it's going to have go- a lot of people are going to have taken it. Sure. And again, it's voluntary for the public. So, you know, again, you can take it or not. But I think, again, as time goes on, we're going to see more people are going to get the vaccine. It's the only way we're going to break this cycle with this uh, outbreak. It will be an interesting discussion, and uh, because a lot of people have really strong views, uh, that that was the first time I had had sort of been had, had thought about or had heard someone talk about the fact that when 
it comes to town, it's not going to be like hard. You know, that we're going to be, you know, sort of the guinea pigs for the whole thing. Exactly. I think that is important to to realize that there there are going to be a, a large. There's going to be a large group of people, a sample size, uh, that have already had it before we get to it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's important to know. And also, I'm in agreement. I don't want a third eye. Um, so yeah, I just it's not a good look. Um, even for Halloween, I'm just gonna say. I know it is not it is not a good look (laughs) Um, since we were last doing an update uh, here on the Sunday show we've had some new numbers come into the mix with statistics that I think could be confusing for a lot of people like antibody testing Uh, we really weren't talking about that Mm -mm. Um, and multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children we really weren't talking a lot about that no and there have been a few cases around the state none locally but they they it, it it is an issue yeah and I, I looked at the statewide numbers uh, just a couple of days ago on that for the kids. Um, and I think that was about nine. And when you think about that statewide, yeah, you know, oh, certainly you don't want any no, children uh, uh, to have it at all. But at the same time, uh, if you don't know what that is, by the way, it's a serious condition associated with COVID where different parts of the body can be inflamed, including the heart, the lungs, the kidneys, uh, brain, skin, eyes or GI issues as well. But nine statewide, you know, doesn't sound too big of a number. Yeah, it's not an epidemic yes. kind of thing. Yes. So yeah, that, is, that is something, yes. It's going to be interesting with the, on the, with the kids' numbers because tomorrow, Spotsylvania County Schools go back on a hybrid schedule. Oh, that's right. K through 12, they will be, tomorrow, they will become the largest school system in the state. To send all, to open it up uh, virtually, or a hybrid, I mean, hybrid for all 12. How will the hybrid system work for those who don't know? Basically, in a a real basic way, you're going to have kids who are going to go to school Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday is a cleaning day, and then another group of kids would go Thursday and Friday. So two days. You're going to go two days. The rest you're doing virtu- you're doing virtually. Right. And, and I would imagine that's going to be a relief uh, for some parents who haven't been able to work or, you know, have had to get extra Right. Care. Or for kids who just need you. You hear over and over again in, in all area localities. You, you hear from parents um, who just talk about the fact that their kids need to be need to be in school now some parents start are, are very nervous about all of this and they're not sending their kids back and in or in, in there are other cases where kids who are in public school or in private school right now or they're being homeschooled it you know it's it's a choice it's a every, everybody everybody has decisions to make on this but it will be interesting louise has been louisa has done uh has done a hybrid model from the from the start and they've it's gone well they have not had many cases I think the cleaning day in the middle makes people feel good, too. Mm -hmm. You know, that sort of like we're going to disinfect the whole building. We're going to, you know, kind of we're going to come and then we're going to clean and then we're going to come back and then we're going to clean. Yeah, I think that does make people feel better. And then on the the case by case family by family decision making process you you also have to include factors like you know, what does your particular family unit look like? Are there underlying you know medical conditions going on that you're extra concerned about that so i'm sure that's 
really playing a yeah, part too. Yeah, or if you've got a parent that's that, that that could be, you don't want them bringing that home. So I do know that the numbers of students that are going back are are considerably lower. Uh, which works out because you can't have as many kids on buses right. and that, that's that, that's an issue. But that will be something now to look at as, as Spotsylvania goes back. Does, does it work? Um, because there are, even with lower numbers, there are a lot of kids involved. It is going to be a big question and to see how it goes. And certainly uh, we're going to think positively as we're going into yeah. it and hope yeah. that it goes well. On the buses, when you mentioned that, they, they're doing a seat in between. Is that how that's? Yeah, and I think... I. I think they've gotten some waivers and i think they can have around 30 on a bus oh that's more than i thought okay um because i think it before it was like 24 and i think that 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 bumped up a bit and it also changes it varies because if uh you have a number of if you've got kids and you're if, if you're in the same household you can all sit together on the bus So you don't have to spread out on the bus if you have, if you're from, if you're from the same household. I I feel like bus drivers had a big job before this. Yeah. Imagine the job now when you're having to make sure the kids are staying where they're Uh, supposed to be on the buses. And I know that's going to be tough. Uh, So again, we wish everyone positive, uh, positive thoughts. It's so, it is, it is just so hard um, and, and school boards really have it tough. Oh gosh! Because yes. they're really being pressured by a lot of mm-hmm. parents of we got to go back, we got to go back, we got to go back. And those who say we can't go back at all. And a lot of teachers aren't going back. Exactly. That, that, that's that's an issue because some some teachers aren't feeling safe. And the other night, that the city school board, it was it, it, it was so interesting because one one of the school board members just said, you know, we there 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 are no easy answers, no right answers. Is the, is, is the problem. But the one of the things you hear about whether and whether it's parents or school board members or superintendents, everyone realizes that students aren't getting the education they need right now. And that's a real concern. And the social it, interaction. And, that's, and all of that. It's, it's all there. It's yeah. such a concern. But, you know, we are where we are. Yeah. And we'll see (laughs) right and dot 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 yeah um all right we'll continue with a COVID update uh coming up after this break emergencies don't wait for pandemics to pass in this time of uncertainty you can be assured your health and safety are our top priority from physical distancing to special screenings we're taking all necessary COVID 19 precautions for your safety putting off treatment can cause serious complications and have long-term negative effects on your health With three locations in Fredericksburg, Stafford, and Spotsylvania, the emergency department teams at Mary Washington Healthcare are here for you. Our board-certified emergency physicians and emergency-trained staff are ready to intervene, treat, and advise you in the safest and timeliest way. If you are uncertain about your symptoms, you can call the nurse line at 540-741-3737. If you are experiencing life-threatening symptoms, dial 911. For more information, go to emergency.mwhc.com. Mary Washington Healthcare, here for you. Now back to Sunday mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5. Good Sunday morning. Welcome back to the show. Ted Schubel is on the Sunday show with me as we have reunited our B101.5 COVID team. Uh, I feel like maybe we need t-shirts. I don't know. Something. Yeah, something hats. Like, yes. I don't know. Maybe I, a f- microphone with a little... <laughs> 
mask on it. Yeah, that says yes. It says something. Uh, a uh, an engraved uh, hand sanitizer we, bottle or something. I don't we know. both have in have had interesting situations of where because in, in in radio we are just so trained to always get the cleanest, clearest, crispest, crisp, not crisp sound. Yes, and. You don't worry about that anymore yeah. because a lot of times you're interviewing people that have masks on mm-hmm. or you're standing farther back. Um, it's it's just it's everything a, is different. It's a different world. It's the same. Uh, it's the same new way of of doing business um, for TV stations and, and reporters mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. It is. It's all very different. We have most of our uh, people that are on our shows uh, via phone or Skype or Zoom or something like yeah. that, you know, and then some that come in person and some that wear masks. And, you know, it, it really is. It's about keeping everyone safe. And it is. It's a whole different way of doing things. And it's been very interesting to learn over the year, as I'm sure it has been for everyone in every corner speaking of businesses I, I wanted to to chat about this I know that you had an opportunity to sit down and talk to some great people uh, talking about uh, some of our our area businesses trying their best to stay open and stay safe and yet at the same time making sure that people that are coming into the business are feeling safe to do so and staying healthy after they leave that's been kind of an uphill oh it has been brian can is with the uh, jeff Rouse swim and sports center in stafford he's the general manager getting people back he says has uh is to get people back they need to the people need to make sure that they feel safe big part with a fitness center is you need to make sure things are getting disinfected even even before COVID, you've mm-hmm. got people working sure. out, sweating on equipment. Um, you just have a lot of people in the, in the general area. And so um, between us having attendance on the floor, people walking around the facility, having the cleaning crew, you know, during the day, even coming in overnight, making sure everything's taken care of, cleaned. Um, that's something we have been doing all along just because of the nature of the business. And then, um, you know, it just gets amped up to the nth degree when, when you're dealing with COVID and just making sure you've got people that are protected, the employees um, going around the building, I, you know, all the businesses are doing it now. You got to wipe down the hard surfaces every so often, making sure those are getting disinfected properly and just, you know, really being on top of it to make sure that you can provide that safe environment for everybody. Oh, yeah. At our front desk, we even have two separate little containers for pens. So we have clean pens in one and dirty pens in the other. So once yeah. somebody signs a, you know, a document, we have them put their pen in the dirty pens. You know, it's just something I would never have thought of before. And then when no. we have downtime, we disinfect pens. And the same as we do our front desk counter. Kim, I would think for someone who's, you know, as far as, you know, being a membership director, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you get a lot more, a lot of different questions now than you oh, ever got. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the biggest thing is people want to know, are we able to keep them safe? Mm-hmm. You know, and some people are still not comfortable if, you know, if you have any sort of compromise in your family or if you're in that age range or, you know, other factors for high risk, then people may not quite be comfortable. But what what we've been trying to do is let people know all the precautions that we've been taking. You know, we do have a lessened capacity. What are we now? 75%, 75% I think. Right. But even that, we're just really, really careful. We still have um, equipment marked off in our fitness floor so that you're not going to be right beside somebody else on a treadmill. You know, and what we tell people, our members who are calling, questioning, what are you guys doing? Hey, come in, wear your mask. We're all wearing masks. Um, come in, we'll walk you around. 
around and look at it, see what you think. Um, and I think a lot of people who have done that have been really pleasantly surprised to see, oh, okay, well, I could come in here and not really ever have contact with another person. Kim LaFontaine with the Rouse Center, but that's that's what what it is everywhere. They they also told the funny story of when people come in and will have like the shield on, and they also will have a mask on, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, especially at the front desk, people are always excuse me, and it, it's just interesting trying to communicate with it's, with yeah, people. It's, it's hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to do, and it's hard to recognize people. I know if you run in. You run into, especially when when we get out and you see somebody, they recognize us, and sometimes they'll have to like pull their mask down real quick, and it's like, oh, oh it's, it's, you. it's you. I know. It it is just a, a whole different way, and I know businesses are trying their best to make everybody feel very safe. The Virginia Department of Health has been a really great um, resource for, mm-hmm. for businesses as far as giving out some great guidelines and suggestions as far as you know how to keep things clean and sanitized and and what customers should do when they come in maybe if you want to put up some sort of plexiglass in front of your front desk or Mm -hmm. something like that to make people feel a bit safer that's been a good resource and also just in general i know uh, we talked about this uh, several months ago but one of the biggest and best resources i've found to be helpful for updates on the virus in general is the john hopkins coronavirus uh, resource site there's a whole separate site it's very extensive they update it constantly they have a ton of great resources and if you're interested in uh and in getting kind of a little more in depth to what's going on in the area and maybe how the doctors are handling things and and what's going on medically they have a really great thing coming up this thursday with john hopkins on facebook live if you want to go to their facebook page i'm sure you can find all of this but it's thursday at noon they'll be on facebook live this will be with the um senior director of infection prevention at john hopkins and the infectious disease physician. And they'll also be joined by uh, the epidemiologist and the pediatric infectious disease specialist. And so they're going to be talking about another big topic of conversation this time of year, the flu and COVID and how, you know, to tell it apart and how to how the treatment is different and, and what the concern is as we get into that season because here we go with that. The uh, Rappahannock Area Health District, their Facebook page is terrific too because there are a lot of uh, free flu shots being being given now, of these drive-up places. It's an interesting too because they're not only drive-up flu shots, these are, they're already, these are kind of run-throughs for them on how they'll be doing the vaccine. So they're not only doing that, but they're also, it's also kind of a run through of, okay, this works. We can do this when we do the, mm-hmm. do the vaccine, but there are free flu shots around here now all over the place. And the health district is also doing COVID testing on Wednesdays and they, there, there, there's a listing on the health district web uh, Facebook page. So follow that. It's really good news. I hate that we're here, but it's really good news that when we first started talking about this months and months ago you remember back in april when we were talking about just a a handful of places doing covid testing and then you would get a test i might get a test like tomorrow Mm -hmm. and 10 days later i would find out exactly and it's it's now it's two to three days yeah and and pretty much you can get a test almost anywhere you can um which is great uh again i hate that we have to say that it's great but it is Mm -hmm. um that that is available and with all of this 
continuing to go on. Um, if you want to find any of that information, uh, any of that stuff that's that's going on, you can generally find uh, links to those things through our website at b1015.com. We always have some some great listing of those things under info to go. You can find all kinds of great updates on our Facebook page too at b1015fm. One of the things that I know a lot of people have been probably not thinking about actually um unless you've had to do this is the court system yeah i i just thought the other day about this because i i was thinking i was driving by actually uh the courthouse and i was like oh i wonder what's going on there because you remember they were doing all no one was coming in everything only emergency just emergency orders right was the only thing and cases they weren't seeing a lot of cases things were getting moved that's changed a bit a a bit it's it's still a lot of courts are closed but in, in a lot of things you can't do court cases by zoom and you just there, there's just things with the court system you, you you can't do but this is really interesting to me that many of the older court buildings and we see it around here uh, some of the older court facilities are very small and cramped yes and Klockner with uh, Legal Aid Works talks about uh, talk to us about uh, the the court facilities in Caroline and King George. It won't surprise you to learn it's it's um, tiny. <laughs> um, there's little hallways and there's small uh, meeting rooms, and you know everything is just different from let's say Stafford or you know Stafford has more broad mm-hmm. hallways. Yeah. Uh, you know, King George is tiny. Um, you know, and if you're in that courtroom, you're, you know, good luck being six feet away from anything um, <laughs> because it's just too small. Um, so you just have to treat each individual courtroom as a, a new experiment, I guess would be the way to put it. Think about the court staff, yeah. the clerks. The bailiffs, uh, you know, there's a cast of thousands uh, <laughs> that operate in the courthouses. And what's interesting is you can do all the protections at your workplace that you want to, um, but when your workplace is the courthouse, mm-hmm. that's somebody else's call on how they manage social distancing and masking and uh, the things that we know really work to prevent the virus from spreading. So, um we have all kinds of policies in place at our office. Um, we're working remotely. We're social distancing, all those things. And But we're telling our employees, go to this courthouse and kind of see how it goes. It's usually the case under normal circumstances to go into court and have a little conversation with your client, kind of off in the corner, you know, talking really close to each other and sure. very quietly so you can be confidential. Um, talking a little bit about, you know, trial prep and strategy for the, the hearing that's about to happen. Now you're supposed to be six feet away from your client having a confidential conversation. It's kind of challenging. Once again, a pandemic just causing just problems everywhere. None of us are immune. I don't, and I, I don't think you think about that. No, you don't. Unless you have to go. Yeah. You know, to the courthouse. I don't think you think about those things. And I wonder if they are doing the same sort of things that like other businesses, not all, but some are at like, you know, before they even let you in asking you a series of questions. Oh, I'm or sure they taking are. Taking your temperature mm-hmm. and things, you know, have you been out of the state? Have you been to a place of high risk? Have you had a fever lately? Yeah. A lot of those questions, hopefully filtering out 
some potential virus cases and potential spread. But at the same time, you have to rely on people being honest in those moments, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's speaking of being honest, that's one of the situations that the schools are dealing with because there is the concern that a parent, you know, a parent wants to go to work. They've got to get their kids to school. But what if they're just feeling eh, just a little bit? Here, just take a couple of, take an Advil before mm. you before you go mm-hmm. in. And, you know, get you by that first. I know. So that and that's why there's been talk. I, I don't know what what uh, say for instance what, what Spotsylvania will do, but there has been talk that you would get a temperature check when you first go in in the morning and then around lunchtime. Um. So I, you know, again, it's just, I mean, that's all you can do, really. Yeah. You know, you can't. You can't. You have to rely on people just saying, maybe you better stay home, right? Because that's really all that area businesses can do. I know that that is um, even in different fields of business, but I know that that's making your business life and your business structure a little different and, and people having to wait. I still see lines outside of some businesses because they have, you know, listen, we don't want, but so many people inside right Mm now, uh, all of that still going on. And, uh, but at least we're still able to go into those places. Right. Things I was just going to say, since we last did this show and it's been a while, um, Things have changed considerably from those early days, but still, we still are talking about the same thing. Exactly. Uh, Some of the places we mentioned, if you want to check out those resources, the uh, Rappahannock Area Health District, the Virginia Department of Health, those statistics continue to be updated. And also the, uh, the website that I mentioned earlier with John Hopkins is coronavirus.jhu.edu. They've got really just fantastic resources on all of that. And then if you want to check out that Facebook Live on Thursday at noon, that's this Thursday with John Hopkins. I'm sure that will be very informative. Yeah. Well, we're going to wear our mask and wash our hands. Yes, we are. Until the next time when yeah. the uh, COVID team reunites. So yep. thank you very much, Ted. Yep. Always, always glad to be here. Your emails are always welcome. If you have questions or comments about today's show or an idea for a future program, email D, that's D-E-E, at B1015.com. Sunday Mornings with D is powered by Mary Washington Healthcare, one of D.C.'s best hospitals that isn't in D.C. It's in Fredericksburg, Mary Washington Hospital, here for you. The thoughts, comments, statements, and opinions of the host and guest are their own, and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting, B101.5, or Station Management. Thanks for listening to Sunday Mornings with D. Daniels on B101.5. Emergencies don't wait for pandemics to pass. In this time of uncertainty, you can be assured your health and safety are our top priority. From physical distancing to special screenings, we're taking all necessary COVID-19 precautions for your safety. Putting off treatment can cause serious complications and have long-term negative effects on your health. With three locations in Fredericksburg, Stafford, and Spotsylvania, the emergency department teams at Mary Washington Healthcare are here for you. Our board-certified emergency physicians and emergency-trained staff are ready to intervene, treat, and advise you in the safest and timeliest way. If you are uncertain about your symptoms, you can call the nurse line at 540-741-3737. If you are experiencing life-threatening symptoms, dial 911. For more information, go to emergency.mwhc.com. 
Mary Washington Healthcare, here for you.